0: A Tricky Kid Media original presentation distributed by iHeartRadio. Welcome to Tricky Kid Radio, where the past and the future meet the present for a fun mix of yesterday, today, and tomorrow, hosted by filmmaker and DJ Roy Turner.
1: Guys, I'm Roy Turner. It's good to meet you both. Yeah, you too. Good to meet you, too. Uh, Great rockin' show last night, by the way. That was a lot of fun.
2: Thank you.
1: So, I know that originally this was supposed to be a deal with Red Fang, and I didn't (laughs) quite. I didn't quite get that part of the story. What what happened there?
3: So it was originally supposed to be like a month long tour with them, and then they canceled it uh, due to COVID reasons. And um, we were bummed and wanted to at least just play. Even if it was, like, a couple shows, we just won't want – we hadn't played yet at all. So we You know, we were waiting for that tour. So we kept a couple of the dates, just did a West Coast thing because that's all we could yeah. really do at We the
2: salvaged what we could. We, yeah,
3: we, we salvaged, we like, some of the dates. But, yeah, so then we just brought our friend Surfport on to do it with us and worked well,
1: out. What it seems like the show last night almost seems kind of, like, tailor-made for kind of what you do. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, sure, it's bigger and better to play in front of bigger audiences and to kind of convert the masses, but it kind of seems like that this this kind of this reckless type kind of thing that you guys do, they're kind of dialed into Small, huh. smaller venue, lower stage. Uh, what what have those shows have been like as compared to the bigger ones? This, last
2: night was the smallest one so far, this tour. And uh, it was cool. It felt good. Yeah,
3: I was happy that it was small because sometimes we'll get randomly you know we have we've only played dallas like i think like twice before and it's both been at the same venue um and so i was kind of worried that we were going to show up and it was going to be some place that would be like too big for us you know so i was happy that we could play somewhere small and pack it out as opposed to like playing maybe like a more respected venue but then it just looks empty you know like
1: who who is coming to your shows? That are coming just to see you guys specifically.
3: It's pretty varied. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, teen, like teen girls, and then like age people, and then like older people. I don't know. It's it's, I feel like it's, it's very-
2: all the weirdos from yeah. every town. Yeah, all, all the like
1: people that don't fit in. Every
3: age and gender and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
1: Henry, you had a you had a funny quip last night at the show. It really made me laugh. You said, "Hey, does anybody have a toothpick?" And you go, because uh-huh. are all so fucking old. I thought maybe one of you might have one. <laughs> yeah. And the reason well, that was, I was funny is- like, I was like,
2: why is
3: he asking for <laughs> <Yeah. Like>, um. <laughs>
1: Well, actually, my guitar
2: strap um, broke off. And okay. I needed something to, because the hole got stripped. And I needed something to, like, jam the hole. Right. So I needed a toothpick. And my, our guitar tech went to the bar and they didn't have any toothpicks over there. So I thought it, it was a long shot, but maybe it would work.
3: I was getting a little bit bummed last night because I could see kids like looking at, they're like eagerly like looking at me, trying to like kind of get in front of these like old dudes that were kind of barricading the stage. And I was like, I'm, you know, I was, I was like, it's cool that you're fans of ours, but, like, can you at least let the, like, kids that want to, like, mosh come forward? You know, right, it's kind right. of annoying me. I was like, if you're just going to stand there, like, at least just do it a couple steps away. You know, let these, like, girls come and vibe out. I, I'm totally appreciative. I just wish they would be a little sometimes more respectful. Like, Or it's like, if you are up there, you can be an old dude and, and move around and mosh. I've, oh, yeah. yeah, we played San Diego, and there was, like, a lot of guys, old guys there, but they were, like, they were, like,
2: going hard and then watching yeah but but also this is like last night it was uh there was an age restriction so there were kids that were there that couldn't get in
0: yeah so that happens a lot
2: so then you miss the young crowd and we don't seem we seem to either do really good with if you're under 25 or if you're over 45 but that whole 25 to 40 range like Is
3: absent from our concerts and then like old people
1: (laughs) well you know i think that's cool though because i was thinking that you know this this music with what you're doing it does cast a bit of a wider net you know it's gonna gonna attract young people because it has not yeah yeah it's not for the millennials they
3: don't get it but (laughs) where does
1: that come from where does that come from from, though What you guys are doing, I mean, you guys had vintage amps on stage, you're playing vintage guitars, you got that whole kind of 70s thing. Where, where does that come from?
3: I think just what we're inspired by, yeah. the music we listen to and different influences, you know?
1: Yeah. Vintage amps sound better, vintage well, guitars
2: yeah, I mean, that's play a- better. Right,
1: yeah. 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 <laughs> but you would, you would have to have that knowledge, though, that's what I mean. Yeah, we grew up surrounded
2: by music and... Uh, we were lucky to be surrounded by a bunch of great musicians from a young age and that definitely rubbed off in, sure, yeah. in LA where there's always kind of live music happening. Yeah. And
1: yeah.
2: So it was a really good environment to grow up.
1: Well, Arrow, you've got some, some some pretty famous parents there and your name is actually Arrow, right? That's that's your mm-hmm. actual name. How fucking, yeah. rock, how fucking rock and roll is that, man? Like,
3: <laughs> Since we started post pandemic, like this tour, I'm like a lot more aware than I ever used to be. I think maybe because before I was just so into the groove of it, I didn't really have to pay attention to the audience. I just like did my thing or something. I don't know, but now it's like I see everyone and I can like I don't know it's weird, it's like a whole new experience, so
0: we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with more tricky kid radio while we take a short break. Let me assure you this isn't an ad you can afford to skip. Simply be entranced by my voice so you can hear from these great sponsors. Tricky Kid Radio is distributed by iHeartRadio and is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Google Play Store. Subscribe for free on the iHeartRadio app or on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Tricky Kid TV on YouTube.com for a stunning visual look at all the fun we have here, plus exclusive content, short films, and more. Follow us on social media, our Twitter handle at TrickyKid2, type Tricky Kid Radio Podcast on Facebook, and DJ Tricky Kid on Instagram. Speaking of which, subscribe now to Roy Turner's alter ego DJ Tricky Kid's amazing Twitch channel at twitch.tv for retro gaming exclusive DJ sets, as well as DJ instruction and live streaming of Tricky Kid Radio, where you, the audience, can participate and interact with our guests. Don't miss a single stream, so you can be up to date on the latest on all things Tricky Kid. Subscribe now at twitch.tv slash DJ Tricky Kid.
1: Hey folks, Steve Y here in sunny Southern California, and you are listening to Roy Turner on Tricky Kid Radio, so turn it up.
0: Once again, your host, Roy
1: Turner. You have an album out called Devour You. It came out, but, but it came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, would you consider what you're doing now still in promotion of that, or have we moved on from that?
2: Well, we played a lot of new songs last yeah. night. We have a new record that's done.
1: Okay. And, well, we
3: also have a new single and video called Good Time Girl. This, like, DC Comics. Yeah, maybe play it. Shh. <laughs>
1: The video is directed by Gilbert Trio, which I'm assuming is Arrow's boyfriend, featuring cameos from our old pal Josh Homme from Caius and of course now Queen to the Stone Age, uh, and Gilbert's dad, everyone's favorite everyman, Danny Trio, which would explain his presence and maybe also Hasselhoff's. The whole thing is so Los Angeles, but there's no denying the video and the song fucking rock. It's actually on the soundtrack to Dark Knight's Death Metal, which is the sequel to Dark Knight's Metal from 2017. And it's out now.
2: We're pretty much just this whole thing was just getting back out there and practicing those songs, too. And just getting ready to start up again next year with a bunch of new stuff. We have some new members out with us, and we're right. just sort of getting tight
1: again. So I know that your drummer, Austin, he's no longer in the band, right?
3: It's like a long story, but he had to leave, basically.
1: Yeah. I think some
2: people just can't do, like, it's tough being in a band and, like, being on a road. You need to be a certain kind of person to, like, yeah. want to do it. and uh, I don't think in the end that that was what he wanted to do
1: he's the guy who actually named the band though right
3: me and him did yeah
1: so so what is that just a random series of words or or was there any meaning behind that at all yeah
3: Yeah, it was pretty much we were just putting together words something with star in it and then we were just thinking of what thing to go with
1: star let's pick a song from devour you that we can call me
3: baby let's do that one
0: to cry, every time
3: I lose my place, I just ask myself
0: why, you call me a baby, that's not who I am, I'm
3: a
2: I
0: Hey there everybody. This is Neil Found from Clutch, and you are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner.
3: On both albums, we have kind of like one one or two like slow songs like that. The album started with these like kids talking that we wanted to end it with like kind of I don't know, tie it in with like the same vibe. And so the story of that song is actually kind of cool because I started writing it. Um because I cry a lot and I was like I feel like no one writes like everyone writes about how like you shouldn't cry but I was like I think it's cool to cry so then I started writing just that little I wrote like two lines of that like weird beginning part and then we like turned it into like a song and our manager's daughter is a girl scout and I was like I want I was like, I want like almost like a choir at the end, but I don't want them to actually sound like they're singers. Like, I just want it to sound like kids singing the way like kids sing, you know? Right, right. And I was like, why don't we just have the like Hollywood, true Hollywood, like Girl Scouts come in and and sing it? And they did. And I think it turned out amazing. And so the starts with Lizzie. And so we originally had them in to do that. And then since they were in there, we, we, we gave them like cookies and stuff. And they got super like hyped up on sugar and just started screaming and yelling at each other. And we started recording it. And then, so that's why the album starts with them like screaming. One of the girls is like, I'm going to kill a man. And then that's, and then we, we made this, we made Lizzie start with that song. So um, I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool story because both those songs like tie in the album in a way.
1: There was some part of it that seemed almost kind of like a bit of a country uh slower kind of vibe. I thought it was super cool. One
3: of those songs were off devour you, Born Asleep and No More Pennies. We have a new one that we played that's acoustic, which we've never done before. Like
1: that's the one we was talking about. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. We've never we've never done that live before. Um, so that was cool. I think people are into it. And then the one we played after that, if you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough um is a cover from jackass but since it's so fun to play we're like let's just play it and then it's funny because it's kind of like a niche one so it's like i'll see like like 10 people in the crowd go like oh shit you know like they like know it and then everyone else just probably thinks it's i don't know our song or like a random song or something but it's it's
1: fun henry who did you hand your guitar to at the end of the show last night what
2: yeah, I mean, a kid got to play guitar on stage to a bunch of people, which is yeah. super cool. Yeah, just got to give her, the, give her the chance to. So, and it's a really fun one to play because I break out a B bender guitar.
1: So you were talking about how, like, last night was one of the one of the smaller shows that you guys have played so far. Yeah. What What is the biggest show you guys have done as Starcrawler?
0: Um,
1: um
2: we played some shows with the Foo Fighters. Uh, We played at the Foo Fighters at London Stadium.
3: Yeah, that was probably. I mean.
2: Yeah. Even though we went on early, it was probably still, like, the biggest show we've ever played. Yeah.
3: Well, we actually didn't have that much room because the stage was huge, but we were first of, like, Like four four. bands or something. Like, three or four bands. So, it's, like, every other band's gear was on stage, you know, like, covered with the, like, blankets. So, actually, like. It was probably the same amount of space as last night. But like on this big ass stage, it was so weird. It was honestly such a, it was super fun, but it was such a weird one, especially playing in a stadium that's outdoors when it's like still like light out. I don't know. It was so strange. Like I like, didn't, I wasn't used to it. You know what I mean? Cause we had been on a tour playing like theaters and clubs and you know, it's all kind of the same world. Even if it's smaller, bigger, when it's indoors, for some reason, it's all feels kind of the same. But
1: that's awesome, man. So yeah, do you you guys know who Peaches is, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I used to tour with her about ten years ago, and we would do like the smaller shows, like like you guys, and all the, the fucking freaks would come, and then we would show up at like Coachella or something at these big festivals. And people were just, like, looking at us, like, going, like, what, yeah. the, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, what, what is this? And so we would almost kind of go into antagonistic mode. Uh, I, I picked up on a little bit of that from you guys last night, which is right up my alley. Uh, tell me a fun story about a time when instead of entertaining the crowd, you were more entertained by fucking with them
3: a lot of the time, even if they're a fun crowd, it's fun to like fuck with them in ways. But um, honestly, the most angry I ever was at a show, which I still have guilt about, um I literally just stood there and did nothing. I was so mad. I don't know. It was like a day where it was when we played like Phoenix or something for the first time with Skating Polly, mm. And it was the first time I'd ever read like YouTube comments which is so stupid but I like we had just put out I love LA or something and I was just like kind of feeling like down on myself and all the stuff you know what I mean yeah uh, it's like when you're focusing on the negative instead of focusing on like all the like shit the cool shit that's happening that other people don't get to do I was like you know I was being stupid but I was just like angry that night and there was probably only like five people there so I literally like because I was so angry I was like I'm just gonna stand here the whole time and do nothing that's like the worst thing I could do and I still feel like terrible about it because those five people didn't get to see like the real show you know it doesn't matter how many people there are like they came to see Starcrawler and I still like have guilt about that like I you know what I mean yeah um that was probably the worst thing I could have done honestly like um but you know then there's obviously times where like I'm having fun and fucking with the crowd. I'm you know, pre-COVID, I'd spit water or like, you know, touch people, but I don't I don't want to like put anyone at risk or whatever. So I haven't been as like hands-on with the crowd, but
1: what I I was gonna um, ask you as well, is it has the COVID thing has it altered the live show a bit?
3: A little bit, but I mean I still I still try to like give them, you know, as like much of myself as I can without having to be too touchy, if that makes sense. You know, I'll enter through the crowd and I'll leave through the crowd. But other than that, I don't, I don't know. At least not yet. I don't want to risk.
1: I don't know. Yeah. But before COVID though, it was like all bets were off. Right. Pretty much, Yeah. Because I had heard this story. I, I didn't get to see you guys at South by Southwestern Austin, but I, I heard about it and everybody was talking about it. There was some incident where you were like spitting blood or something at a photographer?
3: Oh, I don't know. Probably.
1: (laughs) Okay. It (laughs) happens so often (laughs) that, you know.
3: (laughs) Well, because South by, we played like three shows a day, and I feel like something crazy happened at each one of them. Like the first one we did, I went up to all the people. I was really mad because I didn't understand how South by worked and that you only people with like these like, badges can come.
1: Yeah, it's bullshit, yeah.
3: Whatever. It was like only like industry people or whatever. So and then someone told me which ones are the platinum badges or whatever. And so I just started like grabbing people's like badges, like the fancy ones and throwing them and um our manager said I grabbed like the head of Apple Music's badge, but he was like super into it, which luckily. But it was like <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um and then like one of the last shows I sl- I fell and I hit my head on stage at Waterloo.
1: Oh my gosh. What yeah in, in, in Austin?
3: Yeah. But I'm sure I spit blood at a photographer, but I I I can't remember because it was like so many shows. And yeah. I that was when I was doing the blood like every show. So yeah.
1: But 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 this is your blood or is this some sort of like kiss like fake blood thing?
3: It, well now that you thought that's well, I don't want to I don't it,
1: but, but um yeah no, I, I, I tell the story
3: I would do blood capsules
1: Okay yeah But when I'm I tell the story into, it's your own I'm blood I'm going to
2: run into this store Okay But uh I'll leave it to Eric Yeah yeah
3: seconds. you're good We're at a guitar shop um,
1: Okay well, but, well we can wrap up here here in just a few minutes I just only had like maybe like one more question for you um okay. yeah. So, uh, let me see here. Um, let me see what, make sure I went through everything. We played both songs. Um, okay. So you, you kind of touched upon it just then. It was talking about like injury and w- so far to date in, in everything that you do, what is, would you say is the most memorable show? Like when you, when you think about stories that you already tell as star crawler, mm-hmm. what do you think about?
2: um we played fuji rock
3: yeah i was thinking of that too Uh,
2: we played this big festival in japan and there must have been thousands of people waiting there to watch us
3: and they were all like it was like it was so cool you know it was like it felt like we were like the fucking foo fighters or something it was like i got the whole fucking field we're on the main stage and everyone was like clapping and like they started like a pit and stuff and it was great
2: and also there was a bunch of merch that we'd never seen before being sold at the festival and we're like whoa they all made their own shirts
3: yeah
0: too.
2: And then- <laughs> and it was really cool merch
0: yeah
1: that is awesome that is awesome
3: So fun. i mean just japan in general i think are probably like the best shows i've got ever- some of the best shows i've ever played in my life like just so much fun and everyone there is so amazing mm.
1: But is there is there a, the option uh, the opposite of that where everything just fell apart? What is there an a, like an, a, a another story that's the opposite of that oh. where everything just fell apart?
3: I mean, I feel like there's a lot of those. Um, <laughs> I still think of my least favorite show ever in the world was one of the first shows we played that we joke about all the time. We played this like bar. we played this German bar in like Pasadena. And it was it was on Henry 16th birthday and nobody was there and people were just like eating sausages and like watching us and we played with these like really bad like metal bands and I don't know. It was for some reason just like the most depressing show that we still have ever done for some reason. (laughs) Like when nothing really happened, like nothing bad happened necessarily. It was just like I don't know, I can't tell you. It was just like for some reason, so depressing. Good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: So we, so we go from German sausages to fucking foodie rock <laughs> in the span yeah. of not that many years. So that's it has a happy ending so far, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, I this? think a span of like two years.
1: That I mean, that's 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 a pretty awesome trajectory, and you're still on that trajectory today. So. Again, the mm-hmm. album is called Devour You, even though it's been out for a while. Uh, again, the band Crawler, they're currently on tour right now. It's a fucking awesome it's the real deal, man. It's so it's a rock and yeah. show. Well, yeah, but the thing with rock and roll again is that you shouldn't be able to take your eyes off of it. That's the presentation. Is it for me, rock and roll should be it's supposed to be fun and dangerous and it should be flirting with disaster constantly. And Arrow, your entrance and exit, it, you didn't take the stage as much as it seemed like you were like unleashed from the back as you. <laughs> Take the stage. And then somehow you were somehow wrangled back into the cage after the fucking show. Uh. So fucking rock and roll, man. Like I live (laughs) for that shit. Um, What have you found an audience of, by with that, you know what I mean? Like people seem to really connect with it.
3: Yeah. So it ends tomorrow and then we drive back to LA.
1: Any big Halloween plans?
3: We're playing October 30th, the night before Halloween at this club, Zebulon in LA. Just like a fun thing, fun show. Costumes are encouraged.
1: Hey, listen, I really have enjoyed meeting both of you. I really enjoyed the show last night. Uh, again, uh, good luck with the rest of the tour. And I look forward to Great. hearing more music and more more cool shit coming from you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Awesome. I'll see you guys down the road.
0: Great. All right.
1: See you. Thank Bye. you. Cheers.
0: Bye-bye. This has been a presentation of Tricky Kid Media Originals. Distributed by iHeartRadio. Created and directed by Roy Turner. Edited and mastered by Marcus Miller. Theme music by The Buckpets. Original score by Jocelyn Hunt. Artwork by Antora Sandy. Marketing and PR by Francesca Miles. Tricky Kid Radio is hosted by Roy Turner with introductions by me, Dana French. Thanks for listening and we hope you'll join us next week.